0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We are excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au So so we're talking about in the last few months Spirit, Family, Foundation, and Mission. And we're gonna speak on the Holy Spirit this morning if you didn't guess. And I love Holy Spirit. I, I wish I wish I was drunk in the Holy Spirit every single day. I, I wish I carried him physically wherever I was. And I know I do, but I don't often feel like I do sometimes. And I'd like us all to, to leave this place this morning knowing that the Holy Spirit is with you. He never leaves you. He's always there. And, and whether you feel him or not, he's just there. And, and to have an assurance that whatever you do, he's there, he's cheering you on. And he's never, never going to put you down. And as I said before you know, what do we have to worry about when you stop and think about it with a logical mind? You've got a God, God that made you. He designed you. He made you. Each and every one of you designed for purpose. So he made you. So you've got to know that, that if he made you, he's made you with everything you need. And then what's more is he sent, because we muck up sometimes, he sent Jesus' son to repair all our muck-ups, to repair all our failures, to prepare all the things that we did wrong, to, prepare the, to repair those things, we didn't quite meet God's standard. That Jesus has offered himself on the, on the cross where we should have been. And he took our place for us. So we've been set free. And then what's even better is that at the end of that, he goes and sends the Holy Spirit. And he comforts us. He looks after us. He knows who we are. So we've got this, this, this person beside us, in us, around us that's going to look after us. Why should we worry about things? Why should we fret? Because he's given us everything we need. It's just for up, to, up to us to walk into that. And the problem is we don't often walk into it. That's the problem. We listen to, the, to the other voices and other things that go in our lives and we decide to step away. But can I tell you this morning, step in. Step into all that he has for you. I tend to go off my notes all the time and I get myself lost. You know, there's a certain, certain person in this in this this room that, um, you've you probably heard the story before, but this certain person went to pick up the, the kids from school and uh, puts all the kids, loads all the bags in the cart, picks up all the kids from school, drives off, goes down and, and some people say they went to got icy poles, some people say in, in this family that they went to get ice creams from Maccas. But when they got the ice creams or the icy poles and there were four of these, they're getting handed out and they get to the fourth one and there is no child for the fourth one. This, per, this person is missing in the car, and turn, all of a sudden this person turns around and sees there is only three kids in the back of the car, and the fourth one is not there. And this person was left trying to get into the back of the car, running after the car as, as this parent drove away and left them at school. You know, when, when I used to, to, to ride motorbikes and, yeah. It was when I was young and silly and I used to, we used to break the speed limit of course and there were probably, I don't know, maybe a dozen, maybe up to a dozen of us who had motorbikes and of course if you know anything about motorbikes or horses or anything, especially when they're males and they've got a bit of testosterone, you can't help it, you've got to beat each other and, and we, would, we would go somewhere, we would, we would go for a ride and we'd start off reasonably slow and we'd end up going just flat out. And when we got to the place, we would stop and you'd wait because some people would be five, 10 minutes, five minutes behind, some would be 10 minutes behind. But then every now and then, someone wouldn't turn up. And you knew when they didn't turn up that they were on the side of the road somewhere, either broken down or in a gutter, covered in gravel rash, and so you'd go back. So the first thing is, don't leave your kids at school. The second thing is, don't leave your mates on the motorbike. Don't leave them behind. If you're like, you like me too, I'm getting old, and everything has its place. I don't know, are you like this? When I've used a tool in my workshop, in my shed, it's got to go back in that place, and if I go to find it, it's not there, I'm lost. Or if you ever, you're ever doing a job, and, and you've got a screwdriver, and you're doing this job, and, and you probably, oh, I shouldn't be, <laughs> I won't say that. <laughs> but if you, put, <laughs> if you put the tool down, and you come back to get it, and you can't find it, because you, your short-term, short-term memory is not as good as what it should have been, and you put it down and it is gone, and you can't find it for days and days and days, and you finally come back and you find it. In all these situations, have you ever done this to the Holy Spirit? You know, you're just so busy with your life, so busy what's going on, so busy with kids, Sam, and everyone else with children, so busy that you're just so focused on what's going on that you hop in the car, you drive off, and the Holy Spirit's left in the gutter. You've just left him behind. He's still there with you, but as far as you're concerned, he's gone. Or you're going and you're having so much fun enjoying yourself, racing off doing things you probably shouldn't be doing, and you find yourself in a situation where you're in a bit of trouble, and the Holy Spirit's back in the gutter. He's trying to keep up with you, which he could have done, but he's fallen off. Or you've allowed him to fall off. Or maybe you're just so busy with your work and you're so busy that through your day that you've, it's like you've taken your, your tool and you've put him down and you've just left him there and you've forgotten about him for the whole day. Have you ever done that? You've got through the whole day and you're driving home. I've done it quite a few times and I'm driving home from work and I'm thinking, God, I didn't even speak to you at all during the day. I didn't even have you on my mind all day. He's there. He's there. It's just we're ignoring him, that's all. We're just not paying attention to him. And he's there in our lives, but we just don't see him. We don't feel him. And he wants to partner with us. He wants to be there with us. But for whatever situations in our lives, we've forgotten about him. And I've just got a little video clip I'd like to play this morning. Okay, so honestly, have you found yourself in a situation where you've done a Kevin? I'm I'm done. What have I done? I'm gone. And you scream out Kevin. Instead of swinging out Kevin, you scream out God. God, where were you? Where are you? And we've left Kevin out. We've left God out. We've left the Holy Spirit out. We've gone and run off to Los Angeles, wherever they were going, and left him behind. And we all know that that the Holy Spirit is everywhere. He holds this this earth together. He holds us together. We know that that power of God holds, holds everything. Without Him, we have no breath. We know that He's everywhere. But I'm talking this morning, I'm not just talking about the fact that the Holy Spirit holds everything together, that everything good comes from God through the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit where he manifests in our life. And its I thank you, Lord, that I've got breath in my lungs. I thank you, Lord God, that you hold me together. This is unseen force that even holds our atoms together at the molecular level. No one can explain exactly what it is, and I know what it is. But there's this other force, this manifest presence where God comes and he interrupts our lives and he does things in our lives. That's what I want. I want that manifest presence to be wherever I go. You see, in, in 63 BC, is a, there was a Roman called Pom, Pompey Magnus. He was a Roman general. And if you know anything about the story about um, Israel, and I think probably everyone here probably, probably knows a bit, but anyway, if, in, in, the, in the Old Testament of the Bible, when they first started out, the Israelites used to carry an ark and used to carry the presence of God. And it used to go with them wherever they went and then they built a temple that housed the presence of God. And in, in 63 BC this Roman general, once again Pompey Magnus, walked into the Holy of Holies. He walked around and, and he moved the furniture and sat there for a while and he said he found it totally uninspiring and so he left. And I wonder, did they actually know that the Holy Spirit was not in there any longer? Israel? Did they know? They were still worshipping at the temple. They were still offering sacrifices at the temple. But let's call it our language. The Holy Spirit left the building. And they did not even realise. They were so concerned about their religiosity. So concerned about what they were doing that they left God out of the equation. Have we ever had that? I've had that. Where I've come to a place and, and I feel empty empty on the inside and it's because I've walked for a while and left the Holy Spirit out of my life and, and I've recognised it and I've, I've done something about it but can I encourage you today if you feel empty on the inside there is a spirit that wants to come and live in you he wants to fill you he wants to give you all the peace patience, gentleness, long suffering meekness, forbearing that you could ever, ever want or need He wants you to fill you with the power and the authority of heaven and enable you to walk such a good life that the temple does not have to be empty. It can be filled this morning. Filled this morning. I just don't want the form of faith and have no power. What would happen if this manifest presence of the Holy Spirit was not here with us in the church? Would we know? I would know. (laughs) But would we know? he wasn't here with us. We just keep on doing the same things over and over and over again. It's it's the definition of insanity. I want the manifest presence to be here with me all the time, wherever I go, wherever wherever I'm, I'm walking, whatever I'm doing. You know this ruach or breath or wind or life force of God that sustains all things, that gives breath to all things. It holds all, all things together. Once again, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this, this moment where the Holy Spirit comes personal with each and every one of you. He rests upon you. He knows you intimately. And he wants to help you. He wants to be your comforter. He wants to be your advocate. He wants to be your friend. This is the Holy Spirit I'm talking about. You know, when we look through the Bible, there's times and there's people that, that I see where, where Holy Spirit is so, and I call him the Holy Spirit because we, call, we say the Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit's a person. And when Holy Spirit comes and he talks to people, and I can't ha- think of anything, anyone in the Old Testament or in the Bible probably, that had such an intimate relationship with God than Moses. I mean, how would you be if God turned up with you and talked to you verbally? You actually got to see his back, you actually got to see his glory. This was Moses. And and with the children of Israel, the children of Israel, and if you know the story, they were slaves in Egypt and they got taken out of Egypt and they got a promise to go to their promised land and they're on their way to the promised land. The Egyptians are chasing them. And God provides help through his spirit. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, was the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. And what he did was during the day when they were walking, this pillar of cloud would go before them. And wherever the pillar of cloud went, they would follow and they would go where the the pillar went. And then at night, if they were traveling at night, the pillar of fire would would move and they would move with this pillar of fire. The Holy Spirit leading and guiding them through their whole lives. It was before them, they could not miss it because the Holy Spirit was there in front of them. And He is there in front of us too. We might not see it as like like a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire, but He's there with us. And what's even better is when the Egyptians were chasing them, the Holy Spirit decided to leave from in front of them and goes around behind them. And to the Egyptians, he's a pillar of cloud that they can't see through. And to the the Israelites, he's a pillar of fire so they can see exactly where they're going and he protects them. We all know the story in Acts where the Holy Spirit was poured out. And maybe we don't know know all the story, but there's a story where, where God, where Jesus tells all the apostles, his followers, to stay in a room until he, the Holy Spirit turns up. And the Holy Spirit was, let me tell you, hes was already on them. But the Holy Spirit comes and he breathes on them something so supernatural, there's, there's an, a bubbling out within them that they cannot contain and they're just full of the Holy Spirit and they start to do all these crazy things. Well, at that time, there was a flame of fire. There was 120 in that room. We know what some of them did after that, that the of Pentecostal, the day that when the Holy Spirit fell upon them. But we don't know what the 120 did. But I do know that for that 120, there was a flame of fire that went upon every single one of their heads. There was a flame of fire individually for each and every one of them. I don't know whether that flame was different, but the flame that they needed was on the top of their heads and they each had their own flame, just like in in the wilderness, where the Israelites were going through the wilderness and they had the fire to lead them by night, now all of a sudden they get the Holy Spirit come upon them and there's not just a, a fire that's in front of them, there's a fire that's on them. Individually. Can you imagine today? There's actually a flame of fire on top of your head. The Holy Spirit has given you something individually for each and every one of you. The Holy Spirit sees you and knows you and he's got a flame of fire for you, for you, for you, for you. And that flame of fire can be your light in the dark places. When you're cold and you're worn out, it can be the flame that lights up you on the inside. It can be that flame that does supernatural things for you. This flame, this person of the Holy Spirit, once as I said, he's not just a feeling or an influence or an emotion. He's not just a thing. The Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of our three-in-one God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere, eternal, omnipresent, which means he's everywhere at the same time, omniscient, which means he knows all things. That is the Holy Spirit I'm talking about. Ephesians 4.30, it says we can even grieve the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 2.10, it says the Holy Spirit has a personality. In Romans 8.27, it says the Holy Spirit has a mind. In Romans fifteen thirty, it says he gives and receives love. In 1 Corinthians 2, 11, it says he chooses what he gives. In 1 Corinthians 2, 13 and John 14, 26, it says he teaches. In Romans 8, 14, it says he guides. In John 16, 7, it says he comforts. In Acts 13, verse 2, it says he speaks. And the power of the Holy Spirit, in Matthew 12, 28, it says, By God's Spirit, we cast out demons... Evil spirits go in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And in Romans 15, 9, it says miracles and signs and wonders are miraculous by faith. Are we going to step in by faith? Because this man or this person called the Holy Spirit that is a person, you know, quite often we think of God and, it's, and this might be a good thing or a bad thing for us, but we can see God because he's a father. And we can imagine a father in front of us. We can imagine Jesus because Jesus came came to the earth. He lived on the earth as a man just like we were and he died on the cross for us. But then we talk about Holy Spirit and we think, where is the Holy Spirit? And we go all... But the Holy Spirit's the third part of the Trinity. He is the third part of the Trinity. That means he is God and he is God incarnate. And he is a person just like us, or well, not just like us, but he's a person. He is God. And he wants to work signs and wonders and miracles through us. He doesn't want to hold them back. He wants us to walk in the power and authority that he has. That's who he wants us to be. That's what we were designed for in the beginning. When God designed us for purpose, fit for purpose, we were meant, and there was a place inside of us where the Holy Spirit was meant to live ever since the beginning of time. And will we allow him to come in and will we allow him to operate through us? So how do we know the Holy Spirit? We read his word. We apply his word. We walk in his word. For the word of God, it should be our our map that we live our lives by. The word of God. We should spend time in prayer speaking to God. Allowing Holy Spirit to work through us and to move through us. And, what we just, and, and I'm talking about speaking and praying alone, but I'm also talking about speaking and praying corporately. Yeah. Have you ever had it clear an appointment the other day at the Woolworths counter where she got to pray for some woman? Yeah. Everyone around her was, was sitting there. Some had their eyes closed, some didn't. Some, they all went quiet because God, she was praying for someone at Woolworths counter. And when we pray, we should be all praying for that, yeah. moving in that. Yeah. You know, we partner with the Holy Spirit by faith. In 2 Timothy 1, verses 6 to 7, Paul, the apostle, is writing to Timothy and he says, for this reason I remind you, to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you, it's already in you, but are you going to fan into flame? The gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the Spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, he gives us love, and he gives us self-discipline. In Acts 1 verse 4. He's got it. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me. Can I say, don't wait just hoping for the promise? Just hope that maybe God's going to pick little old me. Don't just hope. Can we be expectant for the promise? For that, w- that word wait, when you look through the dictionary, it can mean it has means to stay in a place. It can mean it means to stay in a relationship. But it also can mean to stay in expectancy. Are we still expectant for God to move? Are we still expectant for the Holy Spirit to turn up? Are we still expectant for the God of the impossible to be possible in our life? Are we expecting, are we living a life of expectancy because he told them to to wait expectantly. But I just don't believe they just waited expectantly just for that room. They had expectation for God to move through them from that moment on in their lives. They expected God to turn up. Stir up the gift within us. You know, presence. I want God's presence to be all over me. And, and, And I pray that God's presence is all over you. Ian was talking this morning as I came to church and he was saying that his last job, the contract he had, he got to speak twice to two two people. But he was so aware of his life. And we're talking about how, how your life speaks to people. It's not just what we say with this mouth, it's what we say with our lives and how we live our lives. And it draws people to the love of God because of who we are. And that can only happen when the Holy Spirit moves through you. And, and Ian, I can say when you were talking to me, I could feel that God was, the Holy Spirit was moving through as you as you're talking this morning. You know, in Luke chapter 1, verse 5 onwards. And it's a story of, if, about Jesus or pre-Jesus when he came to this earth, the Son of God when he came to the earth to die for us. And the Holy Spirit can break out in amazing ways. And I read this and I thought, this is just amazing. Because in Luke 1 it says, Zechariah the priest. He was very old and he was chosen to enter the temple. And an angel appears and says to his wife Elizabeth, or says to him that his wife Elizabeth is going to have a child. And he will be full of the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. That's the presence of God. And then another angel comes to Mary. It says, you will have a child by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the presence of God. And the angel is talking about Jesus, the Son of God. Elizabeth meets Mary, and John the Baptist is in her womb. This promise that she received, that the, the prophet spoke, that now there's a baby in her womb, even if they were both old, these people. Elizabeth meets Mary, and John the Baptist in her womb jumps for joy the presence of god the holy spirit's even on him and even when there is in the womb the holy spirit is upon him elizabeth is filled with the holy spirit at that moment and she starts prophesying about jesus presence of god zechariah is filled at the same time with the holy spirit and he starts prophesying after the birth of john the presence of god john grew and was strong in the spirit and he says he was full of the spirit from his mother's womb the presence of god When Jesus is baptized, the Holy Spirit comes in the form of a dove. And once again, we can see the presence of God. In one or two chapters of the Bible, I can see the Holy Spirit moving in the presence of God all over them. This can be our testimony, everybody. In fact, this I'm going to say this is your testimony, everybody. We allow the presence of God to rest upon you. And you'll see the miraculous of God. See, God says he will never leave us, never forsake us. But there's times when this presence overwhelms us. You know, Reinhard Bonnke makes this statement. We're not generators, but conductors of the Holy Spirit and his power. Will you allow yourself to tap into the source of heaven and allow yourself to grab someone's hand on earth and we allow the power of the Holy Spirit to flow through you to touch the people in the, in the world around you. Will you be a conductor of all that He has for everyone else around you? Conducting the Holy Spirit into you. This Holy Spirit is described as fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit is described as a wind. He's described as rain. Sometimes we feel it, sometimes we don't. But let me tell you, even when you don't feel with, with it, the fire of God can still move through you. It's just by faith I'm going to access all that he has for me and I'm going to pour it out upon someone else. The fruit. In Galatians 5.22, when the Spirit of God comes upon us and the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness and faithfulness. So that means we can walk in that wherever we go. Let me tell you, if you haven't got peace this morning, you need Holy Spirit. You need to forgive someone and you need the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Simple as that. If you're stuck in a situation and maybe one's being unkind to you, maybe you need to start showing kindness to others. In the gifts of the Spirit, now to each one the manifest, and this is in Corinthians 12, verses 7 to 11. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge. I'm running out of time and to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another miraculous power, to another prophecy, to other distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different tongues, and to still another the interpretation of, tongue, of tongues. These are all the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And he determines what you need. Let me tell you, he determines what you need. You know, I've seen and felt the weight of his Spirit come upon me. I could not stand. I've had him come upon me so I cannot walk and had to be carried to my car. I've had such a sense of his spirit that I did not want to move. That's in church and that's also on my own. In the middle of a field. And they're the moments you, you long for. I've been in a place where people standing over me hands raised because I was a Christian people wanted to beat me up and I've had them on the ground and I'm just sitting there and I'm not retaliating I'm saying just do what you want to do and I've had them just look at me shake their heads and just walk off and it's a provision of God in your life I was still a stuttering young man on a soapbox <laughs> in a flea market when I didn't even understand what I was saying. I didn't a, I didn't even know what I was doing really. But standing on a on a on a on a milk crate in a in a flea market telling people that would I'd, I'd That I'd met this person. And this young fellow started totally um, no confidence at all. In fact, you know, coming from a family where you, you were never spoken to much and, and never felt like you were anything special. And yet when I finished speaking. Didn't happen see my stuttering left. I found out who I was. I started to, to have a, a confidence in God and a confidence in myself. And I changed. And it wasn't just overnight, but I changed in myself. I, I was the first one to jump off a bridge. I was the first one to go the fastest I could. I was the first one to step in when someone needed prayer. I wanted to be the one that met that demoniac and cast those demons out in the name of Jesus. I wanted to be the one that, when people didn't know God, to, to introduce them to my Jesus. And there was a confidence I, I got, and it wasn't because of how I was brought up or anything. It was because I met this, this, this Jesus, and I believe it was the Holy Spirit flowing through me. And that can be you this morning. I've prayed for people who are on drugs and had God intersect their life. And they've become lucid instantaneously. I've had the Holy Spirit fall on them. I've seen demons leave. I've seen bodies healed. And I've been in that quiet place once again, so aware of his presence that I did not dare move. Because I just wanted to sit there forever. You know, Ryan Arbonke, he relates to the Holy Spirit in a way, and I don't know if you know his story, but they had a V-dub when, they, when he was young. And he used to give his his wife to drive the V-dub, but not like you young people, and you've all got these cars with air conditioning and power steering. And and even though you might think they're bombs, they're nothing to what we used to have. (laughs) My first car, I used to keep the floor mats in, because if you lift the floor mats up, you can see the road going underneath your feet. (laughs) And he tells a story about how they had this V-dub. And he used to give it to his wife and she used to really struggle with driving this V dub because it hadn't have power steering. And when they finally got enough money to buy their first car, he bought a car with power steering. And his wife could drive the car with one finger. And they thought it was just so amazing. Well, how many of us are still walking this walk of faith with Jesus? And we're we're driving along in a V-dub, struggling with the power steering. And we struggle and we struggle with our lives, trying to turn this wheel by ourselves. By ourselves. And we struggle to drive around the corners and we struggle to drive this thing. We struggle with our faith. Whereas the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, wants to come upon us. He wants to give us power steering that this walk that we walk with Jesus should be so simple that we just get our finger and we just turn that wheel because the Holy Spirit's the one behind us giving us the power we need to walk this life. The manifest presence of God in our lives. Acts 1 verse 8, is in, once again, says you shall receive power and can the team come up. Because in Acts 2, chapter, sorry, in Acts 2, 1 to 4, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated. You know, that fire came from one place. Can you imagine it coming down into the room, separating, and came to rest on each, one, each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This is for us this morning. I don't know how many people here are full of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how many people here have got a leak and they've leaked a little bit over the years and they need to get filled up again. I don't know how many people here have lost their expectation on the Holy Spirit. And you've just got to driving the dub yet again. Maybe God wants to give you a Porsche this morning. Have you got an expectation? Because it's what are we expecting? Can we not allow our physical minds and what's around us to limit what God wants to do in our lives? But will you step in this morning and we you say, God, if you've got a Porsche for me, I want a Porsche. And maybe it's not what I want but he's saying down to you and he's probably saying to you and we have this lack of expectations. He might be saying this this morning that you need a Porsche because he's going to supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And maybe he wants to give you a Porsche this morning, the Porsche of the Holy Spirit. It'll take you to a place you never thought. It'll allow you to do the things, to do the things you never thought were possible. I know it because I've seen it in my life. And I can say it works because I've lived it. Would you live it this morning? Can we stand? And I can't help but go past this moment, and we've, we've only got a few minutes, but if you would like to be baptised in the Holy Spirit, to have, as it were, tongue, as a tongue of fire come down upon your head we would love to pray with you this morning. If you felt like you've got a leak and you'd like to be filled up again, I'd love to pray with you this morning. And the team would love to pray with you this morning. We're going to sing a song quickly, just really quick. And I believe God's going to move. He's going to do something here this morning. I believe some people here who are carrying a prophetic edge in their lives. And I think you know who you are. And I'd love you to come if that's been spoken over you if that's what you've been operating i'd love you to be able to come and prophesy over people this morning we am going to do this quickly if you want that this morning you would like to come out but god lord i pray for each and every one of us i ask at this moment lord god that you would intersect and interrupt lord the very thoughts of our minds lord the cares of the day the cares of the week The cares of COVID, the cares of our finances, the cares of whatever it may be, Lord, that are running around in our heads, Lord, I pray they would drop off in the name of Jesus. In fact, I tell them to be quiet in the name of Jesus. And God, Lord, I pray and ask, Lord, right now, Lord, Holy Spirit, you'd come and you'd speak to people in this place. Speak to people in this house, Lord each and every one of us lord i I pray in, in our seats lord this morning lord god that god lord we would not be scared to step in to ask lord for what you want to give us this morning lord but we'd step into all that you have in the name of jesus in the name of jesus lord i honor you i thank you heavenly father i thank you jesus you came and i thank you holy spirit that you're here in this place with us and i honor you this morning I take this moment to worship you this morning. I take this moment to, to recognize who you all are, Lord, and to thank you for what you've done in our lives this morning. And we honor you. We worship you, Lord God. We lift you up. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that now, Lord, that manifest your manifest presence would come into this room. Let it rest upon everybody, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's sing. And if you want prayer, we'll, we'll, we'll pray this morning.